It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. Your uh, indictment update. Very interesting doings. Very interesting doings. Always. Right? Um, a lot of How are you, Junius? We didn't get a chance to talk to you. How was your holiday? Oh, excellent. Excellent. Had lots of fun, lots of food, and glad to be back, actually. Uh, Junior, Jun, are you still eating your leftovers? Uh, no, that ended uh, no, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, oh, really? no, no. That's, Esther? Yeah, that's okay. DL. That ain't me. Yeah. Oh, no, see, well, okay. He, well, he's he got to cut off here. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Crease at the hips. Um, yeah, when you crease at the hips, you're going to do a lot of stuff that, <laughs> yeah. you, you, that ain't in the book. Thanks. You what did you all the prep, so hey, you sick of it, buddy. Let me tell Not me. Oh. oh, wait a minute. You cooked June? No, hell. Of course. Oh, okay. I Don't say hell no. You you sweep, <laughs> you mop. And clean up the dishes and everything. There you go. See, but come hey, on now. No, no, that's 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 I heresy. Line at cooking, that's heresy. Okay. Um happy birthday to Howie Mandel. Happy birthday to Wilson Wilson, my favorite quarterback, and still showing he can slang that thing. Say what you want to. That's five in a row. <laughs> Happy birthday to Reginate Carter. I know, because I like how that sounds. Well, that's why people don't like it, because he won't slang that thing. Like, this dude have sex with his wife. Wow, what a horrible dude. It's horrible. Wow. How dare he? That's, I'm, that's how they look at him. They think he's square because like, like he loves his wife. They mad at him because he loves his fine-ass wife and God. She's pregnant again, so he's slinging that thing. Yeah, okay. yeah that's yeah. right. Happy birthday to the game. Happy birthday to Don Cheeto, who is just, I just was on, He's, he's, he's I just love, he's a bright, bright dude. I love talking to him. Happy birthday to my, my Mariano Rivera, happy birthday to Shannon Brown, happy birthday to James Fortune. Is that the one that knocked the broad? No, out? Jesus, don't bring that back up. We are, we're, we're, we're leaving uh, that. We're leaving that. <laughs> he whooped on the broad and they wouldn't let me say nothing about it because he was on the same. Because he had a radio Not show. anymore. But so, so have at it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ain't that the dude that he's broad with a chair? Like, and yeah, the phone yeah. was like, ring, ring, ring. They took me off air. Then they took me off air, Skip. Hey that. man, but he he set the precedence of what happened in Alabama. Just yeah, he did. with chairs. That's you know. There you go. See, I tell you what, it's it for a while. These gospel singers was laying hands, but they was fist attached to them. <laughs> Remember the one got her husband chased her through the uh, thing. Yes. <laughs> man, come on. Happy birthday to Will Downing. Happy birthday to Julius Randall. Happy birthday to Jamal Mashburn. Possibly, of course. Happy birthday to Chadwick Bozeman. Happy birthday to Roger Childman, and happy birthday to Gary Shandling. We got a great show lined up for you, Jazz. Of course, we'll finally do some work and have what's trending. I'm going to have a little note from the GED section. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. Jazz man. What man? Tell these good people what is trending. Uh, people are a little upset with Beyonce uh, after her screening. People can get, get upset did. with Beyonce? Yeah, the Renaissance. They said that she looked like she had bleached her skin. Now, I don't know that I feel the same way. I think sometimes your lighting, I think the fact that she had on a silver metallic colored dress, maybe all of that had something to do with it. But I didn't think she looked like she had, you know. If she did. You think so? I said if she did. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if she did, what's the big deal? Yeah. Well, you know, people are really into colorism. Okay. You know, they say you shouldn't try to look, you know, a particular way. And they did this whole side by side of her when she first started. Now what? And 10 years later and 10 years later. If she did, then what? I don't know. I mean, if uh, so, it's a controversy. I, I, if she did, is it, does that change music? I guess maybe music? being does ashamed of being, you know, brown skin girl. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, she's a billionaire. And they even say she she looked a bit like Kim Kardashian, is what they were saying. If well, she's well, come on now. That's, in my mind, nah, that's an insult. That's blasphemy. Separator from that. Sammy Sosa. If she did, yeah. <laughs> if she did, so what? Yeah. Thanks. Well, I will say this. Beyonce never allows pictures to go out without her approval. 
Yeah, but in the whole thing, like silver. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Was, that was the vibe of you know, it. Like, it's supposed to be silver. She doesn't care. She went all. She don't. No, she she and you're going to still buy her album, and you're going to still go to her tour, and you're going to still. I don't. So, what's the point? Yeah, I've gotten darker as I've gotten older. You This impossible. That's impossible. It is hard to believe. I don't have any cross reference. You're the kind of black look like it hurt. That's messed up. Yikes. Uh, Speaking of your brethren, uh, <laughs> Tyrese is also trending. I'm sure yeah. you've seen this all over social media. Him and his, I don't know what it is with him and his ex-wife or him and just people in general, you know, regarding Tyrese, because he going to say he going to speak his mind. So now, you know, they've been back and forth. You know, they're still going through divorce proceedings. Yeah. He says, I have an ironclad prenup. Let, you know, give me my name back is what he wants now. So, you well, know. Why wouldn't she? She hates him, right? I, well, I, I don't know. I feel well, like it, she's wishy-washy. He's wishy-washy. Well, he, no, no, no. He no, she said uh, we were a couple of weeks ago. She's like, I wish I had not listened to these people, and I still been right. You Correct. Yeah. Correct. He said you blew it, and he don't like you. <laughs> he yeah, he he's done. been consistent. He just like don't get no, try to get no money from me. She's trying to get on. He didn't respond to her when she said if he yeah. was willing to try, I'd be willing to try. He didn't do that. So now he's going. I well, what he, he did say was, I wanted to work on my marriage while we were having problems. Right. right. However. Initially, when we got married, she said I was not into material things, yeah. blah, 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 yeah, yeah, and yeah. money. And then all of a sudden, she was. Yeah. So when she said she something on social was, though, media, right? of course, everybody is. Yeah. Uh, when she said something <laughs> on social media, she <laughs> said I was not responding to Tyrese. I was responding to something that T.D. Jakes had said. She wasn't on T.D. Jakes. She was on the podcast <laughs> talking to no. Oh, no, I thought you meant the everybody is giving her a little bit of, you know. I, I think that grief because of a, a, a post that she did. Oh, what she and was it saying, sounded like she was talking, talking about him. Tyrese, but she was not. He, the thing about allegedly. Tyrese is, and I and I appreciate what he's saying. I would rather hear from Tyrese musing on social media than hurt than, than not saying anything and doing something that could be detrimental to him. It's a lot of people that are that that are in whatever vessel you use to to use it for cathartic reasons. I, he spills his head. He just. I mean, he writes songs. He say, I mean, but I would rather have him having some kind of mechanism to deal with his hurt, trauma, ideas than to to not be here. Or to that news is oh, better than it could be. I would. I, I yeah. would rather him also take his medication that he's been prescribed. Yeah, that, yeah. Might I mean, that might as help as well. Too. That might help. Too. But you know, but that, but he wasn't wrong. That that, that she, he everybody said it was him. It was he, she admitted she listened to the wrong people. And he is a hurt dude who lost his marriage, and now she's still in the zeitgeist, and that's probably bothering him. But uh, should he get his keep his? Get she his should name give back? his name. Well, she well, she doesn't have to. Do you well, know what? Saying, but it's not like she's making money because it says get. Oh, she's not make important money to the story. Do you know why she's not gonna get that man his name back? Because he wants it. Yeah. That's it. Name is true. She's not known for things. I don't want to get name back either. I wouldn't give up a Transformers name. I'm telling you oh that. Oh, God, either. that's what's trending. You ain't going <laughs> uh, to see Fast and Furious 94 and not see my name. Got a little note from the GED section. This is the D.L. Hughley Show. There is a rash of uh, young people who are so enamored uh, with the way that a lot, lot of us grew up that they are now uh, actually wishing and associating themselves with that. Um, you, case in point, you have John Morant. Acting in a way, you know, he didn't grow up. He didn't grow up. He's not in the streets. He didn't grow up in the mud. He is co-opting uh, 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 things that happen to people. And and some kind of way, that's a badge of honor for him. You have Michael Irvin's son. Talking about he was in the mud. 
uh, and co-opting experiences he never knew about or had and have romances about. T.I.'s son co-opting experiences that they never had and for some reason they have romanticized them to the point that you would think the place we fought so hard to get out of was a wonderful place to be. It was where we were resigned. Most black people back then when we were growing up lived where they had to live. There were certain cities of the country, uh, uh, certain parts of the city that were off limits to you. There's a reason why in black communities food is so far, entertainment is so far, access to things is so far. Because you were assigned a part of town that you had to live in. Now, of course, like a lot of black people, black people will do, they made the best of it. We're going to have fun anywhere. But nobody would want their children to have the experiences that they had. One of the motivating factors for almost any man or woman I know is that they can give their children a better life. Not just a better life from a financial standpoint, but from an opportunistic standpoint. I want my children to have the advantages and 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 a latitude and a purview that I didn't. I want them to have an opportunity that I didn't. And that is why people use their experiences to craft a narrative. But it, obviously, we have gotten so good at it, they think it's a panacea and a place to be. And a lot of them are losing things. John Morant is losing, uh, has, has lost things because he wanted to be connected to something he never was. These men are using losing cachet because they want to be connected to something that they never were. It was not a romantic, great place to be. And I guarantee you, they will tell you they lost as much as they gained. It is rare to have people that made it through that cauldron and become successful. It is rare for people to make it through that gauntlet and become something. That's why so many people don't. And even though you want to put your child in an opportunity, a, a, a place where they potentially have a better opportunity for success, even that doesn't guarantee anything. But I can tell you what, as a parent, to see your children uh, uh, denying the hard work that you gave them to set, to romanticize about the things you grew up with and how you were and to want to be connected to something would be hurtful to me. You're going to want uh, the whole reason we are here. The whole reason I do what I do. The whole reason that I have this mindset is because I. the whole reason there is a mud is so people can get out of it. Nobody wants to wallow in the mud. Nobody wants to be what they were. And, and for some kind of way, I guess the message has been, I, I don't know, it has been co-opted to, to make these young dudes believe that that was a great situation. The, the truth of the matter is, whether it by happenstance or not, you're fortunate to have somebody who cares about you like that. But you can't take a, a lion that was raised in captivity, let him loose and think he's going to be able to survive. The merit, the test isn't that you can go back where your father came from or your mother came from. The test is can you take what they gave you and the circumstances you have now and build better for your legacy? It is an affront to everything. Imagine as hard as our parents work, we went back to the same circumstances they were in. It is, a, it, is, it is an honor for them to have sacrificed for you and to make life better for you. It is an honor and responsibility for you to do that for your offspring. But if you want to take them backwards, that's an affront to everything they have sacrificed and given you. That's a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. She's jazz. She's smart. It's the Jazzy Report on the D.L. Hughley Show. The Supreme Court heard arguments on Monday over which drug offenses trigger mandatory 15-year sentences the one under the armed the one 
a criminal act. The law imposes the mandatory sentences on people convicted of unlawfully possessing firearms if they had already committed three violent felonies or serious drug offenses. The question for the justices was how to determine which drug offenses count under that particular law. Here's the thing. They have three Whatever choices. white kids get... Whatever I grew up in L.A. There was a place called Hawthorne. Now, Hawthorne is very black. Londell is white. The drug census, and they were right across the street. The drug census for people that were arrested for drugs in Hawthorne was much higher than the ones that were people who were arrested for drugs in Londell, right across the street. And the argument was, well, one is powder and one is crack. One is crack. And crack, there's more crime associated with crack. They would, they would make these arguments. But the truth of the matter is, when someone is on drugs and they they have a different hue, they look at what compa- at compassion. If somebody has does drugs and they have a different hue, they look at what criminality. So drugs are drugs. Most of the drugs... Uh, com- consumed in this country are consumed by white dudes, but the people serving the bulk of the crime are uh-huh. black and brown yeah. men. Correct. So, I, I I personally think if you are if you committed a felony, you beaten somebody, you got you shouldn't be able to get a gun. Yeah. I think I personally think if you threaten to do something to somebody, like threaten to do a mass shooting, you should never get a gun again. Period. Sure. That's that's simple. That's not gonna happen. You should be measured by your lowest imbalance. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I. Not gonna happen here though. Yeah. No. No. Is that it. That's no. all you got. Yeah. No. So scientists have invented a saliva substitute that can bring hope what? to people who suffer dry substitute. mouth. Yeah. Wait, a lot of people what? suffer dry mouth. Jesus. Now, the substance is known as microgel, and it's created by using lactoferrin, which is a protein found in milk, and it helps trap moisture in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you tra- they want to trap moisture in the mouth. Okay, got it. Yeah, they say it's yeah. five times more effective in, uh, in uh, the lab test. That You'll be rec- you know who the ones, That's disgusting. you know who can't generate spirit? Yeah. They're usually home on the weekends. That's what they are. They're there. <laughs> you will recognize them for them buying their own tickets. Artificial spit. We already have an uh, substitute for spit. We call it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a second. <laughs> we all use that, that, right? You can't say it ain't, that. You can't. You can say it. It's just going on the cutting floor. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, kiddies. <laughs> um, so, hey, 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 Skip, what was it? What's the scenario? What's the feature? What, what, on which one? Woman. You well, know what's... Uh, well, flip the page and you? you'll see the DLQs. I was at... Don't take that, Skip. He likes can too. He so uh, there's a husband who works at 12 hours a day. And he tells his stay-at-home wife that all of the chores are her responsibility and not his. Is he right? Hell yeah! But I'll, I'll ask you guys the question. Hell yeah. I'm supposed to do your job and my job too? Hell yeah. If if, if my part of the bargain is make sure your lights cut on, your food is good, all that, then you, what, what do you have to do? I got to sympathize. I don't, I, I ain't talk, it's rhetorical. Okay. It's, I, I don't need it. Sure. I was hoping the brown would pipe up, but um, <laughs> never ever respond to that. So uh, I don't think I think that if that's the deal they made, uh, he's not wrong. Mm. So do you think that the broad is wrong or do you think he is? 877-242-2426. All set us up on Twitter at D.L. Hughley Radio or on Facebook, the D.L. Hughley Show. And the website is the thedlhughleyshow.com. We're going to be talking to Harvey Firestein. I mean, uh, Jasmine Sanders a little later on. <laughs> you might remember her voice from the ghost. Where do we remember your voice from? <laughs> All right, we got to get to your calls. 877-242-2426. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Um, so uh, the, a man, uh, he, uh, he works 10, 12 hours. His wife stays home, have one and four-year-old. Uh, and um, 
He says, well, all the human, I'll help bathe the kids. And but the, yeah. the chores, issue. I mean, I could see taking out trash. Yeah. You know, I could see mowing the lawn. But the inside part, bathrooms, vacuuming, cooking, cleaning. But when? Yeah. Huh? But when? When like, what? Like if you, you, typically most people work eight hours eight hours a day and if you're working 10 to 12 right, right and then you come in like right. we're talking about the the commute there right and that's if everything works out right. smooth by the time you right. plant your feet right. on the ground right are you supposed to start your yes. second shift yes that's <laughs> what you're supposed to do that's it's because it's unfair to according to this the, the, not even her i don't even know if she's talking but according to a lot of people who are in the zeitgeist and he uh, more of a sense, like he brings some his own personal stuff <laughs> <laughs> Sounds I don't know like how you it. Africans do it, but we I do know. here. Right. We do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, we're going to go to our social media platform. What are they saying out there at Special K? So uh, we have uh, Janice from Boston. And Janice said, absolutely, the man's in the right because he has his job and she has hers. If you have agreed, if the, the agreement is I will do this and you do that, it is then unrealistic. to. We just did the math. 12-hour days. Four hour turnaround time between. I'm not even talking about him watching a game or There's working no out. Or There's no time. Taking a dump. You, you, you wake up, you take a dump, you take a shower, you you have a little something to eat, you take your commute to work, you work, you bring your ass right home. So that's a four hour turnaround. That sounds more like slavery. Right. <laughs> then, then I'm assuming you're going to get at least six and a half hours sleep, right? Hopefully. Right? This, that, that's that's 1.5, that's an hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. How would he have time to help her? Mm. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No. I mean, I listen. I I agree with you in theory regarding uh, you know, whatever we decide upon when we get married that these are going to be the roles. But let's not make light of the fact that it is very difficult to be a mother. You came in one weekend yeah. having kept your yeah. granddaughter and you was beside no, yourself. No, no, no. You was like, oh my God, I couldn't harder, do this all the time. It ain't harder so than I'm saying, could you imagine one. doing it all it the time? It ain't harder than providing for I'm one. sure there are a lot of women who would love and in this it, day and age have flipped the format and now they are working and men are at home. providing for one. It ain't harder than that. I, I can tell I you know. my many days of babysitting. I can tell you this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the babysitting chronicle. In their life, I probably spent a good Whatever. seven days in total mm. with these children, making sure they were That's all right. Nice. An entire week. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta get to your calls. So a husband works ten to twelve hours a day, tells the stay-at-home wife that all the chores are her responsibility and not his. Is he right? Eight seven seven two four two two four two six. Get to your calls directly. It is the DL Hughley show. Um, so it's the DL Hughley show. Your indictment update. Uh, so a man works ten to twelve hours a day, comes home, tells his wife, you know, the the, the chores are yours. I'm not doing those. Is he wrong? Uh, Kyle, you said something off here. I think if you both have an agreement as husband and wife, as parents, like mother and father, if you both have an agreement and one of you violates that agreement, that's a problem. Yeah. Like, I agree. You agree to watch the kid. If the roles are reversed, like if the roles are reversed, you agree to watch the kids. Yeah. I agree to provide and, you know, make sure the lights exactly. stay on. And if you're asking me to over, if you're asking me to take care of your agreement as well, that's a problem. Yeah. Kyle, um, he learned that in the seven hours I was babysitting him. That's fantastic. He was a he he was a phenomenal babysitter. Yeah, like, yeah, y'all don't get it, he's now. a phenomenal. Did he take you to the Dale Hughley School of Rhythm? Book? <laughs> I tell you, I I'm not casting aspersions on anybody's style, right? <laughs> yeah. 
None of the kids ever got hurt with me. They never failed. They never hurt themselves. They never came out missing. That's because you hang them on You can make jokes. <laughs> but I can't say that all of us can say that in our house. But your, your kids were arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. My kid ain't never been <laughs> None of us got hurt on the outside. Let's just say that. You did great. <laughs> <laughs> Three pointer from the parking lot. Like, don't crack on the outside, but on the inside, damn. There goes that old uh, father of the year award. There it is. There it is. <laughs> so uh, let me just say this. I have my, uh, my oldest daughter. She Unfortunately, she had cancer. I have a son that was uh, slow, and I have a daughter who's a lesbian. So obviously, <laughs> and Ladonna prays a lot, so he doesn't like her, obviously, right? It's pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure he like her. And he only listens to me. Clearly, LaDonna prays a lot. Apparently. LaDonna must play constantly. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I know where that point was. What you doing, LaDonna praying? I don't think you should. You should stop for a while, baby. I think. I think. You're going to mess around turn into a pillar of salt. You should stop. Um, we're going to. What else, Lord? What else? I think she does more. I think she does more for praying for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, coming up, we got more of your calls. <laughs> it's the DMU Show. Uh, listen, the question we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think? A man uh, tells his wife, "Look, I work ten to twelve hours a day. Um, all the household child chores are yours. Do you, do you agree with him?" Uh, Moy, but you were going to say something. What were you saying? Yeah, so I got, I got a partner that. Yeah, talking to. I got a partner that makes that is the head of the house makes all the money. Yeah. Wife doesn't work. Yeah, and I don't know if they've ever had like a actual conversation that right. says this is what you're going right. to do you're going to do A, B, C, right. and D right. but it's done yeah. and there's not any there is no yeah. fuss is she from here? She, they, they, they American not, they're, they're from here so oh, yeah. so that where's she from? because I, I need, we need to go to a factory and print them out <laughs> yes, yeah. start How the cloning they have? two are no 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 like no, no, no. four kids four, yeah. four kids oh. uh, the youngest is two mm. uh, she ain't got time to work she always in labor got yeah. 18 year old uh, and the other is 12 yeah he makes all he makes all the bread with and his hard work dude and two of them are at home school like with him the 18 yeah. year olds in school so he makes good bread but I don't ever hear like hey I'm tired and granted he might just keep that from us but yeah. they look Right. They look like yeah. everything is well. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course, of course. Because she is a grateful, good woman, and God loves her. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair, obviously. That's obviously. Yeah. Is there a contract? Do, do people actually get together saying, and say these things? I think it makes sense to say, this is going to be your role for the rest of our marriage, and this is going to be I, mine. Can I, I say something? I think there should there has to be some kind of, you know. Can I say something? Can I, I stop I never you? wanted her not to work. She came home and said, I can't work anymore. I just can't be away from the kids. I said, okay. I was. Fo- I never said you don't have to work, but when a woman says, I can't do this anymore, yeah. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. So it was never us defining roles. It was her going, I'm not doing this no more. You better get to doing it. Yeah, I don't- so I was kidnapped and coerced. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You poor thing. And but even through all of that, I think the remarkable thing about me trauma. is that even through all of that, yeah. I didn't take it out on them when I was babysitting them, did I? Exactly. <laughs> well, what happened to them? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's time everybody knows the real reason I'm slow. I know, that's 
but only from a short distance. You can't, you can't, you can't damage them mentally if they fall from a couch. I'm ever Oh really? Especially, especially if they don't bounce. Well, it was that time you left them in the garage with the car running. But you know, it wasn't that long. They lived. I'll just say this: I didn't lose him at Disneyland. I'm not telling everybody. I'm not telling everybody. I didn't lose him in Hawaii. I'm not telling on everybody. Who's everybody? I'm just saying. It would never happen on my watch. But those mm. things, you know, I've let go. Or the time you should have <laughs> been reading to the little fella and you were on the phone. Okay. Reading to them. So, so, so let us get this Stop straight. Madonna is an irresponsible kidnapper. That's what you're telling us. So she kidnapped you. And well, I didn't. I never heard it put so eloquently. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the words escape me, but you seem to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up, we got more of your calls. It's the DMU show. So, a man uh, who works ten to twelve hours a day. Uh, tells his stay-at-home wife uh, that all the chores are her responsibility and not his. You mean like traditional families? Like that's traditional families. Traditional right? families really don't exist anymore. Well, it, apparently it does here. No. So uh, what do you think? Um, we're going to the phones. Yes, they, she should clean up, do the house chores. If he's doing everything else, she's a stay-at-home mom. Why not? That's a lot of free time. Well, I think you guys are forgetting that he gets days off work. You know, and if he's working 10 hours, he's probably got a good job, benefit, time, you know, time he could take off, pay, you know, a vacation time. Either that or he's going to have to let me get a nanny because I'm I'm there all day. I don't even leave. So I'm at work, at home at the same time, all day. Man, come on, man. If he works all the time and she stay at home, then, yeah, the chores are hers, bro. Everybody's got a job. His is outside the house. Hers is inside the house. This is c- clearly the mold of a one of, of of days gone by, right? This is a traditional. Well, I think so. I think first of all because of financial reasons, right? right? I think yeah. there aren't a lot of jobs out there that right. most people get where it right. allows one person to stay home sure. and the other one go yeah. to work. Typically, yeah. you have two a two parent household. Yeah. Both parents are probably working. Yes, but she ain't. No, she's not. No, and right. So she needs to hush, and she needs to hush. I just don't believe that. You don't need. You know what? I think a relationship has to have some kind of compromise or some position where you know things don't. Because I I think I think (laughs) I think in a relationship there's going to be a lot of you know uh, you know bumps and bruises along the way. All this thinking is not going to dust this furniture. You see all that right there. I'm not talking about simple things like keep the house clean. I mean, if you need some help and you can't, because of an agreement, yeah. you can't ask your yeah. partner for help. Yeah, to me, can. that's a problem. You can't, but I'll be I'm going to ask the pool clean. I'll be asleep. Somebody going to help And me. if you got a pool, you better really shut I'm up. I'm just saying. If you got a pool. If you, what you won't do, somebody will. Okay, all right. Give yeah. me a little help around I'll here with these what, little crumb snatchers. The, 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 the pool boy me. might knock you off, but he ain't going to pay your bill. Y'all need him to. Just need a little help around the house every now and then. She complaining too early. That's why. Once them crumb hustlers grow up. Then that's gonna be their job. So hey, yeah, yeah, chill yeah. out, wait. See, she, she that, that's wait. what it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Want to wait? That's what I'm saying. She gonna have help. He ain't. Ain't yeah, no kid gonna get to work and help him. Yeah. You know. No one is coming to his job. Yeah. Nobody's coming no. to help to do financial. Poor. Well, no one's supposed to. The, the the rules in a family is you get old enough to do chores. Yeah, there it's you not go. you get old enough to do work. No, no. for this house. But yeah, I, 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 I do believe it shouldn't be ironclad. Like right. if you're in a if you're in a relationship, and I see, I'm not just gonna see you. You know, struggling. Yeah. I'm just like, That's you know. That's my point. Yeah. You're the worst African I've ever seen. 
You're clearly not Nigerian. You are the worst. <laughs> totally colonized. Where are you from, Senegal? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> You're blowing the myth, man. <laughs> I'm a star will be so ashamed of you. All right. <laughs> Give us free. <laughs> All right. We'll get to your calls in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. So a man who works 10 to 12 hours a day tells his wife, hey, look here, you said you want to stay home. All the chores is yours. Was he wrong? We're going to the phones. The man's statement is right, working the long hours. But you know what? I grew up in a family where my father was running his biz, uh, building his business, and he worked a lot of hours, but he still was very considerate to my mother. And on Fridays, he would take us out so she didn't have to cook, do other stuff on Saturdays so she wouldn't have to cook. I think if they come to an agreement, but the guy still is cooperative with the wife, I think it should be fine. I think that if a partner is working full time and the other partner stays home, that there shouldn't be a uh, make them do anything, especially if they're doing all the cooking and cleaning. Like that's what me and my partner did. I worked full time and he stayed home and he did all the cooking and cleaning and vice versa. Like if I stayed home, he did the same thing. I mean, if you want to help, you should help. But I don't feel like if you're at home all day, I shouldn't have to come home and do anything. So... An accurate description would be that uh, they are seemingly adopting a a traditional, uh, even though days gone by, a traditional model of a home, right? Yes. Yeah, traditional, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she's exhausted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, don't you suppose that our mothers got tired too? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but there was also a lot of help. They were real no, 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 not my, not no, well, yeah, when we grew up. We were nah, when we grew up. We helped, but but my father worked all the time, and when he came home, he didn't have to do nothing. He didn't. Like I couldn't wait to grow up so I could get the big piece of chicken and not have to do anything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it looked like when you was little? Yeah. I mean, that's all he did. He didn't. My father would eat. He would come home. We would say, "Dad, he's eating." He would eat his fill. He would push himself away from the table, and if he pushed himself away from the table and didn't want anything, we could eat it more. But it, it was clearly a different kind like of that. role. I did not grow up like that. No. And my mama did not work because she was sick. Yeah. My dad worked all the time. Yeah. But when he came home, that's when that's when we ate. But he yeah. did not eat first. We yeah. all sat down to the table together. Yeah. I don't know how. That, well, I, that, that, see, that's what happens when parents love you. That see, they 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 they. I was raised, you know, my without father, love. My father, I get it. My father, you know. I mean, what after the fourth happened? time, it took. substitute dad. You had a substitute dad, too. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. He's my real father. No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> the innocence is otherwise. I know. He's a wise daddy. Stop. We know. <laughs> All right, coming up, we're going to yeah, hear. Yeah, move on. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> nice try pal <laughs> All right, shut up hip, hip creaser I'll, I won't take that from <laughs> coming up we got uh, today's millennial with the one and only DJ Lucci this is the D.O. Hugo Show For our Millennial Minute with the one and only uh, Special K. And it's your boy Special K with the Millennial Minute, baby, baby. How y'all doing? Lovely, baby. Good, Lovely. Good. 
Um, somber note, as you all know, we lost uh, one of the, I think, uh, pretty cool uh, first ladies we've ever had, Miss yeah. Rosalind Carter. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I just was like, President Jimmy Carter is a G because yeah. 90, 99 years old was still building houses, was still, you know, say whatever you want to about his politics, but he's he was about it. He was about it. And know what else he did? Yeah. Every living president came to see him except one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every living former see when you take that job, part of that ceremony, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to go to funerals. You got to go every living, and I think that now, even the bare minimum, it, you 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 don't take those jobs unless you're willing to do all the things in details. And one of them is a is a uh, you're the leader of a, of a nation, and you have to you have to be there when a when the former leader of a nation is going through a traumatic time. Listen, yeah. he didn't even do a peaceful transfer of power. No, okay, so, no. so we knew yeah, what so, to expect. So final no, transfer of power ain't gonna be there. <laughs> like, like, I mean, did anybody expect any less? But anyway, uh, rest in peace to Miss Rosalind Carter yes, indeed. and Jimmy. Yes, indeed. Like, stay strong through this. Yeah. And this has been your Millennial Minute with Special K, baby, baby. All right, we're getting to the, we're getting to more of uh, Jasmine gonna be talking all that jazz with former NFL player and now TV host Nate Burles. This is the DL Hughley Show. It is uh, <laughs> the DL Hughley Show. Uh, your indictment <laughs> update. update. Remember that if you're in Canada. Kansas City. Uh, in a mere two days, I will be at the T-Mobile Center along with said the Entertainer, Eddie Griffith. Uh, we got Felipe Esparza and uh, Felipe Esparza and of course Gary Owen. Uh, the following day, I'm going to be at in Cleveland at the uh, Improv two fr- two Saturday and one Sunday. So come check me out. We were talking, of course, previously about uh, Rosalind Ca- Rosalind Carter, the uh, Jimmy Carter's. Now that were they were a good family and a family that America, a president, they really didn't de- deserve. Have you ever noticed this is this is what I'll say about what has happened to this country at every turn it is a bad decision and then a bad a, a person who was not uh equipped to do the job there for all the wrong things making the wrong decisions like if you look at where we're at in terms of our middle east policy Reagan uh getting a uh, marine base blew up not responding made them believe we were weak mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. The immigration issue that we now deal with, who opened the gates? A dude who used to be a former TV star, right? <laughs> a, 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 an actor, right? Yes. Then you hire a dude who was a baseball manager. You know, George Bush Jr. Look what happened. The the the, the market crumbled, right? Yep. yep. The market crumbled, and we went to war with the wrong people, right? Well, of course. Then you hire the wrong dude, uh, and then a, a pandemic hits, and a million people, they don't have to die, do. It is because you... Like to believe that nothing is going to go wrong. Something always. Like what's going wrong in the Middle East? Something. You, they believe that you're such a powerful, omnipresent person, you can stop things from happening. No. no, you got to be able to navigate them when they do. Right. And every time you pick the wrong, like we had, we had a worldwide pandemic, and you had the dumbest group of people collectively making all the decisions. <laughs> Absolutely. So of course people are going to die. And we have a, a nation that is anti-intellectual, don't want bright people. Look, a senator wanted to fight a union guy for no reason at all. <laughs> so, so I when was proud st- about it, by the when way. When bad stuff happens, if you look at the immigration policy of the United States, the, the open borders, who opened the borders as, and, and why are we still dealing with that right now? Why is our policy in the Middle East what it is? Because you have these people who, oh, he's his name recognition. Oh, he's great. Oh, he's, they, do, they don't know what they're doing when stuff gets bad. And rather than, 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 than having somebody who's proficient, who knows how to navigate space, when you hire a politician, you want a politician. Because some things require political remedies. Yep. How do you attack the wrong dude and go to war with the wrong country? And for 20 years we're fighting. And our whole... Foreign policy, everything we're, we're seen as now is based on all those mistakes that we made over there. 
because it's stupid ass people. <laughs> stupid ass well, people. Sure. Said, when you hire the wrong dude in the front, you empower the wrong dudes in the back. Yes, indeed. All right, coming up this hour, we got Jasmine Sanders going to be talking all that jazz with former NFL player and TV host Nate Burleson. We got the Hughley Hustle Home Mix Plus. We'll be giving a deserving someone the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. It's the Dale Hughley Show. Good morning, Nate. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I feel, I feel uh, just blessed, I guess, to be in your presence considering all that you do. Two-time Emmy oh, Award winner. It. Doing CBS this morning with my with the girlfriend in my head, Gail, of course, you know. <laughs> yeah, no just doing it all. I'm NFL today. I am uh, thankful for that, but I appreciate it. I mean, especially coming from you. Thank oh, you so wow. Much. Thank you. I appreciate that as well. Listen, first of all, let me just say this. I, I know we're here to talk about the best of Super Bowl gospel celebration. I, I'm super excited about that. But before we get into that, let me just tell you this. I love the flavor that you guys are putting out on CBS Mornings. I absolutely love it from the way you dress to the way you handle stories and you tackle some sometimes very difficult subjects between you, Gail, Tony, and you know, I love me some Vlad. You guys are rocking it out. Let me just put that on out there. You're welcome. I appreciate that. We're trying. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to represent. There's not too many. No, you um, are. It's you know, not. Yeah. And you know, you've been in this business. You, you're, Listen, you understand that. That's why I was like, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a second. Let me pause this for a quick and watch this again. You guys are rocking for real. <laughs> And speaking of representation, I love, love, love this idea of the flashback doing the best of Super Bowl gospel celebration. Now, full disclosure, I'm not going to lie. I was late to the party. I didn't even know that there was an NFL gospel choir. I didn't really know any of these things. So until a couple of years ago, and then I was like, hold up. Gladys Knight, Fantasia, what is happening? So tell me a little bit more about the gospel celebration, how you got involved and how excited you are about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm real excited. You know, when I first joined the NFL, I remember hearing about the NFL Players Choir. And even though I can't sing, I've always admired guys that flex their muscles, whether it's in business and music and finance outside of the sport that they're playing. Uh, but I grew up in a Baptist church, you know, so I was I was raised on the Mississippi Mass Choir. My mama waking us up to gospel music, telling us it's clean and You day. better know it. Um, and, and, and then as I, as I actually joined the NFL as a player, I realized that it, it was the actual sanctioned event that the NFL was showing love and appreciation for this Super Bowl gospel celebration. And it, it's a combination of everything. It's, it's your favorite acts, your, your favorite artists, your favorite groups, choirs, and bands. Um, mixed in with artist mother genres. You know, you got mm. individuals like Snoop Dogg and Pharrell that have shown that they can, you know, toe the line between their gospel uh, music and then also what people look at as their secular music. And, and I don't think there's a separation because there's a duality in all of us. So it, it's, it's a special event. We're looking back at 25 years of all of these acts that give us a little bit of prayer, a little bit of song, a little bit of hope and uplifting messages, along with some of the greatest speakers um, that we have in, in the faith-based community. And see, what I love so much about this is a lot of times everyone is talking about the game itself, right? Even now, everybody's going on and on about Usher's halftime performance. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you, Nate. I can't wait for it. I can't wait. <laughs> you know it. Come on. But I'm excited about the energy that you're going to bring to it. Because like I said, I watch you every morning on, on CBS Mornings. I love the energy that you bring. And I know you're excited just to be the host, right? 
Of course. It, it's a blessing for them to call and, and ask. And on top of that, you know, there's so many things that people use their platforms for. I want to make sure that people know that I am not ashamed of my faith. I am blessed and highly favored. Um, and I'm just a vessel of the Lord. And I, I'm thankful for the position I'm in. So this is an opportunity for me to praise the Most High in a way that I can do it with my gift, which is being a media personality in front of the camera. I'm so excited about it, Nate. I, I just, I'm going to, because you're faith, I'm going to follow you on social. I'm going to check you out, see what you're doing. Uh, I'm going to try I'm gonna to follow, follow you, you too. I don't know if that's going to work, okay. but I'm going to try. But I am going to be it's watching this amazing. Always be there. It's, I, it's not going to be our only opportunity. It we're going to have more opportunities. We will, and we're going to connect, right? But for now, it's all about the best of Super Bowl gospel celebration. I'm so excited about it. You guys, make sure you check it out. Nate, thank you so much for stopping by. I do have one question for you. Uh, yeah. At seven o'clock, where was Usher? Come on, man. He what was, was drop top cruising the streets. <laughs> you know what he was doing. You already know. I just want to make sure you knew. Uh, I didn't want but you but know. listen, I, I just want to say this before I go. I appreciate you and what you have provided to this industry in many facets. Um, your journalistic integrity, your storytelling, um, and the way that you approach your job each and every day. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Nate. I really do. Thank you so much. And we'll see you soon, okay? All right. Sounds good. Take care. Bye-bye. It is now time to give a deserving someone the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. And now, it's time for the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. Shit, Negro, that's all you had to say. Darius Jackson is a fitness instructor at Inspire Fitness. I want myself. He earned a football scholarship to Fresno State University. He is currently pursuing his career in and received a certificate in broadcasting. Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! He is also the father of Kiki Palmer's son, Leotis. Out of Peppy! So, why is Darius Jackson this week's recipient of the Shoe Booty of the Week Award? Okay, let's hear it. Darius gets the shoe booty because he went from Darius Jackson to Randy Jackson. He laid hands on his woman. Every day you do something stupider than you did the day before. Sorry, Mr. Jackson. This is for real. Kiki is requesting full custody of her son after filing a temporary restraining order against her ex-boyfriend over alleged physical abuse. Which one of y'all kick me? In the filing, Palmer accused Jackson of abusive behavior, alleging he trespassed into her home without her knowledge before threatening and physically attacking her. Stop it. Get some help. That includes lunging for her neck, striking her, throwing her over the couch, and stealing her phone. Right to jail. Right away. Basically, just going Ike Turner on her. Tell me, come on. Let's get real good. First, he lost the girl to his own insecurities. Then he lost the bag. The money, Skyler. Where is the rest? Which made him realize he was the Ike Turner while they were rolling down the river of success. You blew it! Now he lost his son and he won't get the child support bag. Darius is a woman beater. They put their hands on you. Only thing going in or on his hands should be handcuffs. And that's why the Shoe Booty of the Week Award goes to Darius Jackson. Now here's a swift kick in the ass. 
What you need to know with Sybil Wilkes is coming up in 10 minutes on the D.L. Hughley Show. Get ready to laugh and stay informed. Join D.L. Hughley on the D.L. Hughley Show podcast. Available on UrbanOnePodcast.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't miss out. Now it's time for What You Need to Know with Sybil Wilkes. It's Sybil Wilkes with What You Need to Know. Twelve more hostages have been released by Hamas as part of an extended ceasefire deal with Israel. Yesterday's swap came after a temporary pause in fighting was extended an additional two days. In exchange, 30 additional Palestinian detainees were released from Israeli prisons. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter will be buried in her hometown of Plains in southern Georgia today. The private service and burial follows a tribute service held yesterday yesterday at a church on Emory University's Atlanta campus. All living first ladies, former President Bill Clinton and President Joe Biden attended the service along with hundreds of mourners. Mark Cuban says he's ready to leave the TV show Shark Tank and oh, oh yeah, he's also reportedly selling a majority stake of the Dallas Mavericks to a casino tycoon for an estimated three and a half billion dollars. The 65-year-old businessman bought the Mavs for $285 million in the year 2000. I'm Sybil Wilkes. Be informed. Be empowered. Uh, it's the D.L. Hughley Show, your uh, indictment update. update. Uh, remember that if you are in Kansas City, I'm going to be at the T-Mobile Arena with uh, Eddie Griffin, said the entertainer. Uh, we have uh, we have Gary Owen and, of course, uh, Felipe Esparza. It's going to be a great show. What day is Laughing that? Laughing Gas It's Friday. Friday. And then, of course, Saturday I'll be at the Cleveland Improv, two Friday, two Saturday. So we're going two Friday, two Saturdays, excuse me, and then one Sunday. Um, it's, it's getting cold, though. It's getting cold here, though. That's all right. In the morning, it's a little chilly. Yeah, it is. I think it it's was really nice. I had a great time. I saw more about Nashville. Nashville's a good little town, man. It is. It's a I like great Nashville. Little town. It's grown a lot. I think it's grown too fast for it to really handle the growth, though. Absolutely. I feel like it's a lot going on. So, so Nashville is like uh, the white Atlanta said. White people ain't gonna let it go. They're like, uh-uh. you, uh-uh. <laughs> we they gave you one city. We ain't gonna give you another one. Let true. it go. And if you don't believe me, just go right downtown. Man, they, ain't Atlanta. <laughs> yep. they said they got Atlanta, but they ain't gonna get us. Nope. No, they <laughs> gave it to them. It's called Memphis. Ah, <laughs> 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 they not playing, boy. You, they build all that. We gonna keep this stuff. We ain't yeah. gonna be a, a, in front of Nobu and getting shot at. Uh-huh. Yep. That ain't gonna be us. Moved all the black people yeah. out. Yes, they yeah. did. Y'all keep going out further and further mm-hmm. and further. And it's the home. Like all you see is uh, on is drunk women on those bikes you pedal. Mm-hmm. Yep, those multiple bikes yeah. and drinking, drinking brunches and everything. Yeah, yeah, bridal shower party. Yeah. Not just regular parties too. Just out yeah. there partying well, and taking picture in front of wings. This is ridiculous. Uh-huh. It used to be just a Friday night. Yeah, now no. it's every night of the week. It's gonna. Be, it looks like that. Mm-mm. Every night. Really? Yeah, it's like that. You can wow. go out there on a Tuesday night, especially during the summertime. It's going to. Oh look yeah, summer. Like yeah, summer. It's it's beautiful, man. I love that. I had a great room. I'm telling you, it was, it was nice. Oh yeah, you, the new Four Seasons there. Don't tell anybody where I stand. Oh, now. sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, now I'm not going there anymore. <laughs> Thanks a lot. My little, my little duck office is exposed. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jasmine Sanders. Squealer. Why don't you tell them where I eat at so they can come kill me? Why don't you okay, let me think. Where do you eat? <laughs> now, if you are trying to have a baby, you need to hear my top five. Jasmine, give us five simple things that can boost his fertility by Quayle Wright for Madame Noir. All right. Uh, number five will be eat some fish. <laughs> too easy. Too easy. Too easy. I don't think you can get pregnant that way, but okay. Yeah. Well, you can. But more specifically, it's whitefish because of the the yeah, zinc. That's the best guy. <laughs> you get the last word when you eat that. One. <laughs> Number four of the top five simple things that boosts his fertility: uh, eat some tomatoes. Okay. Yes. 
Yeah. Lycopene. Yeah. That helps a lot. They like say that's good for yep. your prostate too. That's a yeah. tomato fresh. Yeah. Well, yeah. it helps you like a pain. Yeah. yeah. Well, like what it also does if you have abnormally shaped sperm, it helps regulate that. Mm. Don't mm. nobody want no square sperm. How, how does anybody know it's abnormally that's shaped? That's what I'm going to say. Uh, people who can't get pregnant. <laughs> that's Did all. Go, Man, you, you, what's wrong with your sperm? sperm Number three of the top five. Round pig in a square hole. Never works. <laughs> <laughs> Number three of the top five simple things that boost his fertility. Eating greens. Yeah. Lack of folic acid. It can give yeah. you some bad sperm. Like Lackawanna Blues. Yeah, okay. it won't work things out. won't do it. Number two of the top uh, five simple things that boost his fertility. <laughs> Eating nuts. Yeah. That'll, yeah. that'll prevent you from... <laughs> you know, like eating fish. Eat, eat, eating, <laughs> eating fish and nuts will be a great weekend. I know that. you got in the right combination. Yeah. But we don't need... <laughs> yeah. That's where kids no come from anyway. Right? We don't need no confusion. Yikes. At the number one of the top five, very simple things you that can boost your fertility. <laughs> um, drinking beer every day. Drinking a beer every day? Every day. It messes you up? Or no, no. To help, you know, 57% chance increase of getting pregnant. What's your name, Bud? <laughs> <laughs> Ultra, if you don't come in, shut up. <laughs> little Michelob, right. get out the street. <laughs> A little note from the Slits. <laughs> of course, you'll get the most jet up here. <laughs> Slits is a doctor. <laughs> Slits in jail. Hey, Mickey's Big Mouth, come in now. (laughs) That is going to do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. We've done all we can here. That's uh, the show for today. Thank you for two lids. The Dale Hughley Show, your indictment of me. Remember that if you're in Kansas City this Friday, I'm going to be at the T-Mobile Arena uh, along with Seth the Entertainer, uh, Eddie Griffith. Uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have uh, of course uh, Gary Owen and Felipe Esparza. So come check us out the T-Mobile for the Laughing Gas Tour. And the following day in Cleveland, I'll be there at the Cleveland Improv two for two Saturday and one Sunday. So come check me out, Jasmine. Why are you rocking back and forth? Your iron low. <laughs> Getting ready to sing an old Negro spiritual. Yeah, it don't. What did you learn today, Mahalia? So I know he talked about uh, King Harris, Ti and oh. Tiny Son. Oh. And the whole back and forth, you know, him telling his stories about I how stand bad on business. It was. I well, stand now he's saying if you want to talk to him, interview ten grand, ten grand to do an interview, uh-huh. just a few words Gia. with King Harris. Oh, he's King? Oh, man. ten Somebody grand. Somebody's gonna pay for that too. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. What's he gonna say? What What is he gonna say? He got secrets, so he if he say he gonna tell about the king. Yeah, he. Did you see him get yoked up? He's not. He got yoked up, but if he's getting ten k, he ain't gonna say okay. He gonna tell that story once. How much his daddy cost for an interview? If I'm not gonna, if his daddy ain't charging that much, who really has right an now. interesting story? If he had a falling out with his people and he's been cut off financially, and you telling me I can get 10k don't for nobody leave the disgruntled son. They don't believe the Period. disgruntled son. Nobody. Never. They don't ever believe the disgruntled Ask Kirk son. Franklin. You don't remember. Ever. This is true. Ever. Well, okay. You don't see Kirk Franklin's son talking about nothing. <laughs> well, so if, 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 nobody care about Brian McKnight's son. That's so right, if, if Diddy's son start talking about some stuff, Diddy's son ain't saying nothing. Not long. I'm just saying. No. Not long. Because everybody ain't no talking there. Yeah. 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 We don't have to listen to Daddy's son. We can read the indictments. Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, too much going on. There's that. Take that. Uh, <laughs> wow. Skip my man Cheetah. What'd you learn today? Man, I like when some people they come up on a on a windfall of money and they do good things with it. Yeah. Uh, apparently uh Cassie and her husband has thrown this big uh party for underprivileged kids with uh, uh allegedly uh, you know, she got a big hunk of money from uh 
from Diddy. Oh, oh, that's great, man. That's great. So she's uh, nice. spreading the wealth. I mean, what you Hell yeah, that's nice. A hundred million. million. Nice. I'm like, I think so. Yeah. That's yeah. very nice. It is. Well, thank you, Puffy. Uh, come <laughs> <No>. now. Take, <laughs> take, take that. Take that. Take that. Take that. One, one million. Uh, on the next D.O. Hughley show, Kyle Hughley, a.k.a. Special K, the latest hot record producer. And we're going to hear his latest project on Short Bus Records. Plus, the militant man, Jamal Kingsley, is right here to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. This is the D.O. Hughley show. We will definitely see you on the other side. Kyle, my favorite short bus operator. Pull that string. We got to go. Tout, tout. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. See you on the other side.